Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode where we are talking about why putting yourself first makes you feel so guilty and how to let that go. But first, I just want to acknowledge that I know you're going through a challenging time right now with everything going on with COVID-19. I just want to remind you that I am here for you. If you haven't already, please consider joining my free Facebook group, The Women in the Middle Community. I'm doing Facebook Lives in there regularly, and as usual, my goal is to use a serious but upbeat mindfulness approach to the stress and uncertainty that is so common right now. I really want you to be open to the idea that calm is always an option. After all, feeling calm is just that, right? It's a feeling. And as a listener of this podcast, you know where feelings come from, your thoughts. And this simple concept can be so helpful during stressful times like these. Calm is always an option. So please come on over and join us there in the free Facebook group. Just head over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. And I want you to think of today's episode as a bit of a break from everything that's on your plate. It's a great topic today, why putting yourself first makes you feel so guilty and how to let that go. Now, I recorded this episode a few weeks in advance, but I'm sure you'll agree that finding time to put yourself first now with everything going on is perhaps even more important. Are you with me? Seriously, this topic is so incredibly common with women our age especially but also with women in general. And like I said, especially now more than ever. So let's dive in. What I've noticed is that we as women are totally aware that we don't put ourselves first, but we also recognize it as a problem and yearn for the ability to do so. We wanna be able to get better at putting ourselves first. Now, why do you think this might be? (laughs) You get the concept, kind of. So let's take a deeper look at the whole thing. I think there are several reasons why putting yourself first makes you feel guilty. But let's start with a definition of self-care. I love starting with a definition. It is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness on purpose. It's you taking care of you. And when you do this, you're focusing on doing it, which kind of means you have to put yourself first because nothing will happen if you don't make it happen. (laughs) I always say that it takes a lot of effort to move the needle forward on your life like this. Now, when you put yourself first, there can be a lot of mental drama. Why do you think this is? I think there are six main reasons why it can be so hard to put yourself first. The first one is putting yourself first can feel indulgent. You love putting others first, so you know personally what it's like to put someone first. (laughs) You know what indulgent means, right? Indulgent actually means lenient and over generous, like you're being too generous with yourself. 
And then you don't interpret that as a good thing. Like when you knew people that were lenient and overgenerous with their kids, you probably had negative opinions about that. Remember those days? So you feel guilty about being that way with yourself. And guilty means some kind of wrongdoing. That is the typical scenario for women in the middle. Now, second, you are out of practice because you've spent decades putting others first. So think about that. You've just come out of a crazy phase of life where you've been consumed with your family or your career or maybe both. It makes perfect sense that you have been focusing on others. That's what you've been practicing. Your priorities have been super clear. But now your focus is shifting and you know it's time to give more to yourself. You sense that you need it and you probably have a bit more bandwidth to think about it. But without thinking about it, you won't be able to accomplish it. And that's pretty much what happened for the first few decades. Third, you define self-care in a way that is not useful for you. It's a funny thing about self-care. For some reason, it doesn't feel like care to many women in the middle. Instead, it kind of feels like extra. So it's not associated with things that are absolute in your life, like drinking water, fresh underwear every day, and brushing your teeth, for example. Those things are taking care of yourself and don't feel extra. But getting more rest, reading a good book, maybe getting a weekly massage, they really do. All right, fourth, you've associated self-care with being selfish. Basically, you've made self-care a bad word. Now, here's why. Selfish means, by definition, concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself. Seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regard for others. It's kind of weird, right? When you brush your teeth, do you think about it as concentrating on your own advance without regard for others? When you work on increasing your water consumption every day, you don't see that as selfish. But again, for some reason, you think about doing things important for you to take care of yourself at a higher level as uncomfortably selfish and without regard for others. No wonder you feel bad. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Okay, fifth, self-care doesn't feel productive. In a time of life when it's so common to think that being busy is a good thing and multitasking is the way to be your best self right? Social media hasn't helped either. You are more easy to reach than ever before, and honoring your work boundaries around hours available is getting more and more difficult. A lot of self-care means slowing down and taking time out for you to do quiet things, private things, relaxing things, treatments, exercise, art, music, dance, and many more examples. When you do these things, you don't classify them as being productive, like what's on the never-ending list of crap to do in your head. Because you pride yourself on being productive, it makes it easier to feel like self-care is doing something wrong. And sixth, it can be hard to say no to other people. Again, you're not good at this because you don't practice it. The way this usually goes down is that you take a baby step and actually schedule something that you want to do for yourself. You actually schedule it, but then something else comes up. Someone asks you to do something for them, like a kid texting you that they need something for college, or maybe your mom asked that she needs some help with something, or you're invited somewhere, like 
to be on a committee, or even just to go out to lunch with friends who are visiting. In your mind, you start spinning about what will that person think of you if you say no. Before you know it, breaking your commitment to yourself seems easier. Why? Well, there's no pushback and no external accountability. I almost knocked my co- my coffee over just now. <laughs> I'm moving my arms as I'm talking and the coffee almost went down. I don't know if you heard it or not, but that was a scary moment. <laughs> okay, like I was saying, there's no pushback and no external accountability, only internal. Those people-pleasing tendencies were alive and well. It was easier to say no to yourself than say no to anyone else. There you go, the why. These are reasons you're feeling like this. Now, let's talk about what you can actually do to feel less guilty. You're ready for this. You want more self-care in your life. I know it and you know it. And I bet you know what the most important thing is that you need to do. You need to work on your thinking. You got to become the queen of your brain domain, my friend. I say it in every podcast. (laughs) There's no way around this. When you feel guilty, it's because of the way you're thinking. Your thoughts are creating your feelings. Guilty, guilt is a feeling and it's not a nice one either. You've been associating guilt with self-care or more specifically your thoughts about taking care of yourself. Really think about that. Self-care means the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness on purpose. You have to really manage your mind when you want to do anything on purpose. Otherwise, you're left to your own devices, which means your brain is running around unsupervised. Picture that in your mind. (laughs) You're just thinking things, feeling things, and doing things based on your old belief system about self-care, about taking care of yourself. So when you think things like, I feel selfish taking time out for myself like this, or, oh, it feels way too indulgent to do this, or maybe prioritizing this sort of thing feels like I'm wasting time. Now, think about how these thoughts make you feel. If, If you think you're wasting time, you might feel guilty. If you think that focusing inward like this is selfish, you might feel guilty. Guilty isn't going to help move you forward. No surprise. It's kind of like you're setting yourself up for an uphill battle. You're making it harder for you to take care of yourself. Your thoughts are pushing back. Guilty is not serving you. So the only way around this is to work on your thoughts. And the way you start to do this is to think about how you would need to feel to do what you want to do. What is the way that you want to take care of yourself? Think about it. What is that way? What kinds of things would you like to make room for in your life to refuel your soul, to relax your body and your mind? What brings you joy? What comes up for you when I asked you those questions? What thought or desire that you want to push away right now because it makes you uncomfortable even thinking about it. What is it? Is it finding time to read a book again the way you used to? Or making sure you get another hour of sleep per night? Or maybe taking your makeup off at night? Or how about having a facial twice a year? Or even replacing all of your bad underwear? You know I'm on to that problem. (laughs) It really doesn't matter what it is. 
What matters is that you specifically know what it is. You need to know what it is. Then imagine what you would have to feel to follow through on this thing. Really think about that. Let's take the sleep example. If you want to sleep an extra hour at night, what would you have to feel to make sure you do everything possible to make that happen? Motivated? Excited? Or maybe even worthy? Now, this is a critical step in figuring this whole self-care thing out, and it's often overlooked. So imagine, again, you want to get another hour sleep a night, and you decide that feeling worthy would help get you more sleep. As you've seen, feeling guilty about this sort of self-care isn't working for you. (laughs) So the next thing is to figure out uh, how you would have to actually think to feel that way. So ask yourself, what would you have to actually think about to feel worthy? Now, I want to caution you that this thought may not be what you think it will be. That's always been super surprising to me. You might think something like, I'm worth it, or I deserve more, or I deserve to be rested. That sort of thought you might think is the one that will work for you, but really slow it down to see if you feel the way you want to feel when you think that way. Now, the way I do this is I just close my eyes and repeat the thought a few times and really focus on my feelings. So try that if you're not driving, that is, (laughs) or hiking down some steep hill. (laughs) Just do it if you're safe and just sitting there listening to this podcast, or maybe you're on a walk. I love hearing about what you guys are doing when you're listening to the podcast. So the idea is to close your eyes and repeat the thought a few times and really focus on your feelings. If the thought you choose isn't the one that's creating that feeling for you, You need to tweak it or be curious about other thoughts. Now, recently, I had this very issue with the Peloton bike. Last July, I booked a free session to check it out in the mall. I was interested in giving it a try because it seemed like everybody was talking about it. And one of the coaches that I love working with um, talks about it a lot. It's been very inspirational for her. So I don't know if you follow Susan Hyatt, but she loves Peloton. So I was curious about it. And I was looking for a type of exercise that wouldn't hurt my knee. I had an injury a few months prior, so I gave it a try and I decided to think about it for a few months. I I really was wondering about it. Um, You know, would this work in, in terms of a knee problem? So I tried it. And then I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it a lot. And during that period of time, I called the Peloton guy. I asked lots more questions. I did more research online. I talked to my friends who had Pelotons at home already, and I thought about it some more. And the bottom line was that I loved everything about the bike, the system, the piece of equipment in my house, the instructors, the yoga instructor uh, instruction that was available too, and the stretching, all of it. My big question was, will I use this thing regularly? And you know what happens when you ask yourself a question? (laughs) The answer is the thought. My answer to that question was, I'm afraid I won't use it regularly like the other things I've tried. That's what came up for me. And the cost, it felt like a lot to me, especially if I wasn't certain I would fall in love with it and use it. So let's look at one of these thoughts. This costs a lot of money. 
And what I made that mean was it cost too much money for me to spend on me. So I asked myself why. And the answer was because I don't deserve it. I haven't always used other fitness equipment and memberships that I've purchased. I have a spotty track record with regular exercise. The most success I've had has been with tennis, but I had that knee problem and I got scared and stopped playing. So when I asked myself why, I gave myself a thought download. I just unloaded all of the things that I was thinking. I don't deserve it. I haven't used other fitness stuff that I've purchased. I have a spotty track record and I had success with tennis, but then I had a knee problem and I got scared. So there it was a stinky thought about what I don't deserve. So what you do when you get a big thought download like that is you have to go look at it. Go look at the thoughts. So you unload your brain, get it all on paper, and then go in and look without judgment. Just go look and see what the heck you wrote down. So boom, there it was, that one particular thought about what I don't deserve. And when I thought that thought, I felt guilty. I was all hung up on my past. I was letting that define my future success with fitness. I felt guilty of another chance, another idea, another plan. I was thinking that I was doing something wrong instead of something right. So if I wanted to feel worthy, I needed to think something else. The thought I'm using now on purpose is... I'm learning to take exceptional care of myself. I'm learning to become a woman who takes exceptional care of herself. I love this thought. But you see how it's not what I thought it would be. My natural inclination would have been to think something like a thought about the bike or a thought about the price. But what really worked for me was to put it into the larger context of taking good care of myself. Love it. So what comes up for you when I give you that example? This was a huge breakthrough for me. This breakthrough happened over the last few months. And I am asking you if this thought works for you, grab it. It's yours. I'm giving it to you too. It was given to me. So thoughts are available for you if you want. You can have this one, you can look around for one of your own, you can be inspired by people who inspire you, allow the inspiration in, and borrow their thoughts too. You can play with it. Now, I use the bridge thought, I'm learning because I am. It's totally believable to me. It's like a baby step to help you begin to believe new things. This thought helped me eventually buy the bike last November, and I must say it's been great. I'm learning to be a woman who takes exceptional care of herself. I'm learning to take exceptional care of myself. So either version, see if it works for you or find something that does work for you, but be open to playing with it because you might be surprised just like I was. Now remember, Your thoughts create feelings. And if you want to take better care of yourself, decide what you want to change. Then ask yourself how you'd have to feel to make that change. And finally, what would you have to think to feel that way? Be curious about your exploration. You might find some thoughts and you might have some big insights. It is super fun to go on this hunt. Now, I can't wait to hear how you decide to take better care of yourself and ditch the guilt. 
It is time, my friend. You've waited long enough for sure. That's it for today's episode. I'm pretty sure you will agree that self-care needs to be on your list and you need to be finally first on your list too. If not, what are you waiting for? Time's flying and you know it. You are worth it. So to help you with this, make sure to check out my challenge that kicks off in my Facebook group this week. We're going to be breaking it down to help you take baby steps to become finally first. Head over to the VIP waitlist now for the Finally First membership to get all the info about the next steps at www.iamfinallyfirst.com. Okay, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. It's time to get excited about your life again. It really is. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at susierosenstein.com. And if you are ready to finally put yourself first, you can become a first lady. Join my new midlife membership, Finally First. It's an upbeat virtual community for midlife women who want to stop feeling stuck and confused and finally start making the changes they want in their next chapter. The clarity, courage, and connection you're looking for is only one click away. Again, sign up for the VIP waitlist now because the doors will be opening really soon and you will be ready to go. Head over to www.iamfinallyfirst.com. Let's do this, ladies. One baby step at a time to be finally first. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.